When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Oda Payne Podcast, Monday, January 30th, 2023, to Joe Beningo. Oda Payne Podcast brought to you by DraftKings, by the Anita Discount Tires, and of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. A couple things in before we get into yesterday's conference championship game, Super Bowl 57, of course, is set the Eagles and the Chiefs. I tried to do my version earlier of Moon River. My wife was very upset. I thought it was good. There was a little glitch in the um, recording of it. So I don't know what happened. So we lost it. So I'm a little concerned. But nevertheless, we'll try it again later. I was doing the Andy Andy Williams version, for those who care. Not the, I don't think it was the Ray Conniff singers. I believe it was the Ray Conniff. Maybe it was the Ray Charles singers, one of them. But I know nobody really cares. The other thing. What about this nonsense? And before we get to the games, what about this nonsense that after the Eagles won the NFC championship last night, that the Empire State Building in in Manhattan was lit up in green for the Eagles? What? You can't do that. Are you serious? Do you think that the the, the William Penn Building or whatever the hell it is in Philadelphia, if if the Giants and the Jets were in the Super Bowl, would be lighting it up in their colors? If they won, if they were on their way, which is of course certainly in a Jets case, you know, complete fantasy. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, now I guess later on after the Chiefs won, they they lit it in red as well. But you can't do that. What are you doing? That's that's absurd. I mean, you, you know, really, that's a bad job. You know, the only time you light up, the only time that the Empire State Building should light up when any colors of any sports teams should be the teams in the New York metropolitan area. That's it. Nobody else. Case closed. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. It really was. And speaking of disgraces, great game. Obviously, the NFC Championship game was a disaster. Uh, the injuries to Brock Purdy, later on Josh Johnson. Uh, man, I mean, the 49ers had, had no chance. I'm looking at Kyle Shanahan. And he just looked like, you know, he was in tears because there's nothing he could do. He had he had no quarterback. His quarterback couldn't throw the ball. You know why he didn't eventually just go to Christian McCaffrey uh, to you know to play it out of the out of the uh, Wildcat? I don't know. I don't get it. McCaffrey did throw one pass that went incomplete in the game, but what what a what a trap! I mean, this game, the story of the NFC Championship game, can really be told. In the first quarter, the game was really over in the first quarter. The Eagles take the ball all the way down for a touchdown. They go ahead 7-0 on a Miles Sanders run where the, the seas opened up as he basically walked into the end zone. So they're up 7-0. San Francisco gets the ball. Hassan Reddick, and, and really the story of the year for the Eagles, probably the biggest reason Philadelphia's in the Super Bowl is because of their outstanding defensive line, which had 70 sacks this year. As I've mentioned a million times, four different guys that had four sacks or more, uh, excuse me, four, four different guys that had 10 sacks or more. Nobody else has done ever done that in the history of the National Football League. But the, the game turns on one play. 
Hassan Reddick coming in. He hits the arm of Brock Purdy as he's ready to throw. It hits the arm, hits the elbow. Purdy fumbles the ball. The Eagles recover the fumble. But in so doing, Purdy hurts his elbow and really is done for the day. Now, he does come back in the game because the backup quarterback, Josh Johnson, uh, he winds up playing. He has a big fumble in this game, too, right before halftime with the Eagles up 14-7 and San Francisco getting the ball back in the last you know, minute or so of the first half. And then Josh Johnson fumbles the snap. It's recovered by Philadelphia. They score again off of that on a Boston Scott touchdown run. And they're up 21-7 at halftime. And the game's over. I mean, <clears throat> it really is. But Brock Purdy's injury was it. You know, Josh Johnson winds up getting a concussion later on in the game. He goes out of the game. They're forced to bring Purdy back in, and he can't throw the ball. You know, so here are the Niners down by two touchdowns, eventually three touchdowns, and they got no passing game. They had no shot. I, 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 in a lot of ways, even though I picked the Eagles in the game, what does that mean? In a lot of ways, I felt very bad here in, in, in last night for the Niners because it was a non-competitive game. You know, the story of Brock Purdy came to a crashing halt. You know, you wondered when the bloom was going to come off the rose of Purdy. And it wasn't like the bloom came off the rose. It's just that, you know, the rose got plucked. I mean, really. Because once he got hurt, that was it. The Niners could not throw the football. Um, you know, and their defense just imploded. How about the penalties in this game by San Francisco? The second touchdown drive with the Niners uh, trailing 7 nothing. Actually, it was 7-7 because the Niners did get that one touchdown drive where they, they drove down the field and scored on a uh, very nice uh, angry run, if you want to call it that, by Christian McCaffrey, and that tied the game at 7-7. The drive that put the Eagles ahead for good, 14-7, was basically all 49er uh, penalties on the defense. They had an illegal hands-to-the-face penalty. They had a, uh, a pass interference penalty. They had an illegal contact penalty. And that was basically... The entire drive for Philadelphia that eventually ends in the second Miles Sanders touchdown run that puts the Eagles up 14-7 at that point. And then two plays later, after the Niners get the football, Josh Johnson fumbles the snap and hit him right in the hands, right in the hands. And look, Josh Johnson, look, the guy, he's been on 13 different teams, which is amazing. He actually played for the Jets a couple years ago. 13 different teams this guy's been on. He's a veteran guy. But he never played in a game the magnitude of this, you know, an AFC, an NFC championship game. The ball hits him in the hands. The snap hits him in the hands. He fumbles it. The Eagles recover. Two plays later, they're in the end zone again with that Boston Scott touchdown. They're up 21-7 at the half, and it was over. Because the Giant, the the, uh, the 49ers had no quarterback. Purdy could not throw the football. And, and, and that was it. You know, it was just basically an exercise in futility. Here were the Niners down 28-7 you know, late in the third quarter, and they're just running the ball. They're trying to get, you know, Shanahan's trying to get creative ways uh, to get the ball in the hands of his big players, you know? I mean, that was really it, to get the ball in the hands of, you know, of of, uh, George Kittle and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, and it just just didn't work out. And you're just looking at Shanahan on the sideline and the frustrated Niners because they were very, very frustrated in this football game. Later on in the game, there was a little bit of a melee. Uh, was it Trent Williams? I think it was Trent Williams, the uh, all-pro offensive tackle. 
for San Francisco, uh, getting in the middle of a melee and basically, you know, kept uh, pounding at the football, pounding, pounding, pounding. Eventually threw the guy out of the out of the scrum. They threw a personal foul on him. He got thrown out of the game. I mean, the frustration just completely mounted for San Francisco. But the penalties killed him. Really, I mean, I mean, to me, the story of the game, beside, of course, the injury to Brock Purdy and the fact that, uh, you know, that the Niners had no quarterback at all in his football game is the fact that the Niners completely imploded and the penalties absolutely destroyed him in his football game. There's really no other way to say it. Now, they had two big turnovers as well, that fumble by Purdy, which basically the uh, Eagles were able, the Niners were able to, uh, the Niners were able to overcome that. The Eagles got nothing out of that still. And then, of course, maybe that that fumble by Josh Johnson may be the biggest play of the game outside of the injury to Purdy because that really sealed the fate. You knew at halftime this game was over and the Eagle fans just having one big party as they, uh, you know, celebrated their uh, fourth Super Bowl appearance in the history of the franchise and second in just a couple years. You know, they won the Super Bowl after the uh, 2017 season, beating the Patriots, you know, the – the whole thing with, uh, you know, Nick Foles, of course, at quarterback and catching that touchdown pass. Um, who was it? Zach Ertz, I believe. Was he the guy that threw the touchdown pass in that game uh, to, to Foles on that the Philly special, whatever you want to call it, with Doug Peterson as the quarterback and all of that as the Eagles won their first ever Super Bowl, first NFL title since 1960, going back to Chuck Bednarik and Norm Van Brocklin uh, in that 2017 season. And they got another shot at one now. And they were the best team really all year in the NFC. And they'll uh, get a chance to uh, prove they were the best team in football this year with a chance to win uh, Super Bowl 57 coming up in Arizona. Jalen Hurts. How about the story about Jalen Hurts too, right? Here's the guy that was the quarterback at Alabama for Nick Saban. He'd already won a national championship. Now they're in the national championship again against Clemson. And Hurts is playing and winds up getting benched at the end of the first half, it might even be later than that. I, I think Saban went to Tua to Tungabayaloa even later than that in that game. Tua comes in. He, he he throws a couple big touchdown passes, pulls the game out. Alabama wins. And Jalen Hurts winds up getting tra- transferring with one more year of eligibility, transfers to Oklahoma, where he winds up having a big year at Oklahoma and uh, eventually gets drafted in the second round by the Eagles. And when the Eagles drafted him, Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback. And, well, we've seen what happened to Carson Wentz. He's on, like, his third team since then and has been terrible. And Hurts uh, now with a tremendous year, very very well maybe the MVP in the league this year, uh, wound up scoring 13 rushing touchdowns, which I believe is a league record for a, for a quarterback. Uh, scored another one yesterday in the game, and uh, he's on his way leading the Eagles to the Super Bowl, 31-7, the final score of this game. But he really – you know, really, once Brock Purdy got hurt, this was pretty much the game was pretty much over. And as I mentioned, penalties absolutely destroyed the San Francisco 49ers in this game. The two big turnovers and then the uh, I, I believe the Niners had eight or nine penalties in this game. But again, that one touchdown drive, the drive that put the Eagles ahead for good at 14-7 was all on the on penalties on the San Francisco defense. And, you know. I, in a lot of ways, you feel for him. I mean, they had a tremendous run, but the quarterback situation eventually caught up to him when they had no quarterback. They actually went through four quarterbacks this year. You know, he started out with Trey Lance, who uh, hurt his knee and you know, broke his ankle, whatever was done for the year. 
Then he went to Garoppolo, and as he always does, he winds up getting hurt. He's done for the year. They go to Brock Purdy, who has this phenomenal run, goes 6-0 in the regular seasons, playing tremendous football. Then he winds up getting hurt in the championship game. They go to Josh Johnson. He winds up getting a concussion in the championship game. They got to go back to Purdy, but Purdy can't throw the football. How about that? I think he finished four for four for 22 yards in this game, Brock Purdy. So what were the odds before the game? If somebody said to you, look, the Niners, Brock Purdy's not going to throw an incompletion in this football game, and the Niners are going to get killed. (laughs) You think that would have been a possibility? Four for four for 22 yards. Like I said, I felt bad. I really did. I felt bad for the Niners in this game because they had no chance. You know, it basically here they are playing for the Super Bowl and they got no quarterback and they got no way to win the football game. And you could see the angst on the uh, face of uh, Kyle Shanahan. Again, the final score, 31-7 in that game as the uh, Eagles go to their fourth Super Bowl. And really four different quarterbacks. Remember, Ron Jaworski was the quarterback in 1980 when they went to their first uh, Super Bowl under Dick Vermeil and lost to the Raiders. And then, of course, uh, Donovan McNabb in 2004 with Andy Reid was the coach. And, of course, how about this Super Bowl? Andy Reid now going up against his old team in Philadelphia. But uh, 2004, they lost to the Patriots. Donovan McNabb, the quarterback, Andy Reid was the coach. And then the one they won in 2017, again against the Patriots. Nick Foles, the quarterback. Doug Peterson, not a coach of the Jaguars, the coach of that game. And now it's Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni as the uh, Eagles go to Super Bowl 57. All right. But then go to the Ode Payne podcast. Uh, let me get my sponsors in here before we uh, uh, go to the uh, talk about the AFC championship game. And the absolutely horrific. If I'm Zach Taylor today, the head coach of the Bengals, I am beyond pissed off about the officiating in this football game. It was brutal. It was brutal. No, really, it was as bad an officiating game. You re- I really got the impression watching this game that the officials wanted the Chiefs to win the football game. I, I got to tell you that. And I'm not saying that's the reason they did, but boy, oh boy, it was a lot in my mind, a lot of very questionable calls against Cincinnati in this game. But let's get the uh, sponsors in here. Of course, DraftKings. And I want to thank DraftKings now. Uh, You know, you got the Super Bowl coming up, so you're going to have a lot of time. You're going to have a chance to have all those different prop bets you're going to have in two weeks. You'll be able to bet, you know, who wins the coin toss, you know, whatever what the color of the end zones will be. Well, we know it'll be green and red, but whatever you could bet basically on anything. And the way to do it is DraftKings. And while you're waiting for the Super Bowl, you can bet on, on the uh, uh, NBA. You can bet on the college basketball. You can bet on hockey, a little hockey's right now in their 10 day all-star break, you know, but uh, you can bet on the all-star game coming up this weekend in hockey, all the skills, whatever, I guess you could probably even bet on the flag football game coming up in the Pro Bowl. How about that? And all the skills competition they're going to have. Uh, the way to go is DraftKings. And, again, we want to thank them for everything that uh, they uh, they have done uh, for us uh, uh, in the last couple of years uh, of the Oda Payne podcast. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code Oda Payne. New customers can get $5.00. On really uh, anything. Well I, well, I can't say that because the conference championship games are over. But you can download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook for anything to, to do with uh, DraftKings. And if you got a gambling problem, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE, uh, H-O-P-E-N-Y, 467-369-NY for any issues 
along those uh, that uh, that vein with uh, DraftKings. So, but we thank them for all the work they've done with us this year. Of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Now we have uh, the boss has now spoken, <laughs> and we have now established that our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company coming up in just a couple of weeks, Friday, February seventeenth. So mark that date down. It'll be the week. It's the Friday after the Super Bowl, Friday, February 17th at the Hackensack Brewing Company for the next uh, Oh the Pain live podcast. And stay tuned. We'll have some surprises for you. We'll let you know who's going to be, what kind of guest or guests we will have. But uh, mark your calendar now, everybody, February 17th for the next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know the deal on a brewing company. Uh, It's located just 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, 30 seconds off. Uh, Route 4 and beautiful. Who needs a house out in Hackensack, New Jersey? The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson and ha- uh, Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. I think there's going to be tombstones for the NFL officiating <laughs> because it is terrible. I mean, there's no other way to say it. But again, see everybody over there, my buddy Mike Jones, everybody, TJ, Andre, Herb, the whole crew, the whole mishpuka as uh, – they say in uh, in Yiddish. And, uh, hey, check us out on February 17th. Again, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, the Hackensack Brewing Company. And while you're there, don't forget to have one of my Oda Payne beers. You got to try it. Beautiful. All right. Finally, Anita Discount Tire. My son Johnny at Anita, of course, is a great boss, Harry. Uh, check them out. Anything for you need tires and you ain't work done on your car. That's the place to go. Just had some work done there a couple of weeks ago. They've done a tremendous job. The car never ran so good. And it's got about 120 something thousand miles on it now. And it's running really well. Thank God as I hit knock on wood. So, uh, cause it's paid for. It's beautiful. It's been paid for for a while. As a matter of fact, anyway, check out the Anita discount tire, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey, Johnny and Ari tell them that the, I sent you. All right, Joe Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Right, the AFC Championship game, which was a tremendous game. Uh, the Chiefs win it 23-20. They go to their third Super Bowl in the last four years. Uh, their fifth all-time. Remember, they went to Super Bowl one and four. Lost the one to the Packers four. They beat Minnesota the last Super Bowl where it was the, the uh, AFL and the NFL before the merger. But, I mean, how good? How good? First of all, let's start with this. Before I get to the horrific officiating, how good is Patrick Mahomes? I mean, look, this game was between was the two best quarterbacks in football right now were playing in this game, Mahomes and Burrow. And, you know, this has become a great rivalry, Kansas City and Cincinnati. And you're going to see these two going at it for a lot of years. I mean, I hate to say that as a Jet fan because I'm in that conference. God, please, can we get Aaron Rodgers? And, oh, in that vein, by the way, the Packers have said that they want to now move on from Aaron Rodgers. So that only fuels the speculation that maybe the Jets wind up with him, but we'll see. Don't hold your breath. After all, it is the Jets. But nevertheless, we'll see how that all plays out. But right now, to me, the two best quarterbacks in football are Mahomes and Burrow. And Mahomes is already in. He's a Hall of Famer already. He's an all-time great already. And he played this game on one leg, and he was fabulous. Well, I mean, say whatever you want to do for over 300 yards, two touchdowns in this game, did not throw an interception, did have one big fumble, which which really, at that point, turned the game around on a ball that he just lost out of his hands that was recovered by Sam Hubbard of Cincinnati and eventually led to what proved to be the tying touchdown and made it 20-20. Um, 
at that point in the game, Kansas City was up 20 to 13 and driving to really kind of put the game away. And then Mahomes went back to pass. The ball just kind of, you know, he kind of uh, uh, rolled out to the right. Ball kind of just slipped out of his hands. Hubbard recovered it, and that led to the uh, to the uh, Bengals scoring a touchdown. Remember, they hit that big fourth down play to Jamar Chase on fourth and 16 or whatever it was um, uh, to uh, from Burrow to Chase. Might not have been fourth and 16, but whatever it was, a big fourth down play, probably fourth and six. He hits Chase down the field to the five-yard line. They eventually scored a touchdown uh, to tie the game at 20-20. P. Ryan taking it in for the tying uh, tying score, and that tied it at 20. But outside of that one mistake, Mahomes was fabulous. And, of course, the the end game, the, the big play in the game, seconds left after Cincinnati could not uh, – w- was forced to punt and couldn't score. They get that big punt return almost to midfield, the Chiefs do. I forget the guy who got the return. Number 24 had a nice big punt return to take it out close to midfield. Mahomes on third down, scrambles around the right on that bad ankle and manages to get out of bounds for the first down. And as he does, Joseph Asai, who really played a terrific game for the Bengals on the defensive line yesterday, clearly hits Mahomes out of bounds. It's not even close. You know, I wish I could, uh, you know, complain about the call and say, you know, and I heard my buddy JJ, the great John Jastrzemski, we'll talk about this later, really ripping that call on sports night last night. I was a little surprised he ripped the call like he did. Look, I, nobody dislikes the officiating more than I do. And again, I thought the officials were terrible in this game. And you hate to see a, a championship game like that uh, with a, a Super Bowl berth on the line being decided by a crummy penalty. But look, I mean, aside clearly, and I know he's running full speed. I get that. And, you know, but you know they're going to call that every day of the week. I don't, you know, I, no matter who the quarterback is, it just doesn't have to be Mahomes. He gets shoved out of bounds. Well, he's clearly out of bounds already. They throw the personal foul, and that really sets up the forty-five game winning, forty-five yard game winning field goal by Harrison Buckner that uh, wins the game for the Chiefs and sends them uh, to uh, Arizona for the uh, the Super Bowl, where it'll be the Andy Reid Kelsey family Super Bowl because Andy Reid now. Uh, coaching against the team he coached for 14 years in Philadelphia, and he took them to the Super Bowl in 2004. And how many conference championship games did he take the Eagles to as well? So you'll have that going. Andy Reid now coaching his fourth Super Bowl and uh, becomes only the second coach, by the way, Andy Reid, second coach in the history of the NFL to coach a Super Bowl against his old team. Dan Reeves did it when he coached the Falcons after that 98 season against the Broncos. And when he, you know, I remember he had lost three straight, three times with Elway in Denver in the Super Bowl. He gets to the Super Bowl with Atlanta, and then he's facing Elway in the Broncos, and they get whacked in that game by Denver. So uh, Andy Reid becoming only the uh, second coach to face his old team in a Super Bowl, and this will be Andy Reid's fourth Super Bowl as a head coach. His third with the Chiefs. He had one, as I mentioned, with Philadelphia after the 2004 season, and of course he won. Uh, he's He's one and two so far. He won the one after the 2019 season when the Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers. All right. I got to get to the officiating in this game. So the score, I guess, I guess it's still 2020 at this point. The fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter, Kansas City has the football. They got a third and nine on about their own 30, maybe 35 yard line, something like that. Um, 
Mahomes throws a pass over the middle to Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, who's probably the greatest tight end of all time. He caught another touchdown pass in his game, and he played with, with a, a back problem where he was limited all week in practice and still had a, a monster game, seven catches for 78 yards and a TD for Kelsey uh, on a day when all the uh, chief receivers were banged up. Big game, by the way, for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the former Packer. What a great game he had. He went over 100 yards in receiving, um, uh, caught a touchdown that put the uh, – uh, Chiefs had 20 to 13 at the time on just an absolute dart by uh, Mahomes. But a third and nine, the pass over the middle of Kelsey, the Bengals stop him short of the first down. Then all of a sudden, so now it's fourth down and it, and the Chiefs have to punt. But now all of a sudden there's like a stoppage in play. What's going on? Well, why do, what's happening here? It's determined that there was something with the clock and that before the play was before the the ball was snapped on that third down play, the uh, an official, I guess it was the back judge, is blowing his whistle and stopping the play before it started. But nobody hears the whistle. I know the crowd was 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 roaring and all of that, but who heard it? The players didn't hear it. the The other officials didn't hear it. The TV guys, you know, Nance and Romo didn't hear it. We didn't hear it on television. What, what was that? So they deem that it's a no play. How about this? They call They say it's no play, and basically they got to do the play over again on third and a third and nine play again. Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, and rightfully so, is going absolutely bonkers on the sideline. And how can you blame him? I mean, he's getting screwed. Hey, what are you talking about? The play? Did the play happen? It's over. That's done. No play. So now, third and nine again, Mahomes goes back to pass, gets sacked, right? Okay, great. So it works out for the Bengals. No, 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 no. Penalty on Eli Apple, the former Giant, illegal contact, first down Chiefs. Are you kidding me? Come on. And even though Cincinnati wound up overcoming that, you know, eventually the the Chiefs had a punt again. But who knows how much that might have affected the game, right? That whole sequence there, how big was that sequence in the game? And I just got I just got the feeling watching this football game the whole way that there was a lot of very questionable calls against Cincinnati. I'm sorry. There really was. There was some really questionable, really bad officiating. Even early on, that what looked like a touchdown pass early in the game to Sedarius Tony, and he got hurt again. What a shock. You know, his whole career with the Giants, the guy was hurt. Now he's playing in the biggest game of his career in the AFC title game. He gets hurt again. I thought he, I thought he caught that ball in the end zone uh, early in the game. It looked like a Kansas City touchdown and would have put him ahead seven nothing. I thought he had it. They said it. They said he didn't have. You know, he he didn't uh, control it all the way through the play to the ground. I thought that was bullshit too. <laughs> no, I did. I mean, I, the officiating stinks. You know, the NFL is officiating. You know. Please, give, give me, I, I I am, oh my God. And there's nothing they can do about it. They get away with everything. You can't, you, you can't criticize the officials, right? If I'm Zach Taylor today, I am livid about what went on in this football game. I thought there was a number of very, very questionable calls against Cincinnati in this game. And look, you know, look, Cincinnati had a couple chances with the score 20-20 uh, to, uh, to take the lead late in the fourth quarter. And some questionable play calling again, you know, by Taylor. And I'm, I'm not even sure who their offensive coordinator is. But the Bengals got the ball. It's 20-20. They, 
They get seven yards on a run by Joe Mixon on first down. How many times have we seen this with the Jets, right? Yeah, and they all do this. It makes me crazy. They can't wait to throw the damn ball. 2020, second and three. How about you just run the ball there? Huh? Run the ball, get the first down. Can't do that. We got to throw the ball here. Throws a pass, incomplete. Now it's third and three. And you think, okay, they're going to throw some kind of safe pass. Maybe they look for the tight end Hurst over the middle. Maybe they throw something out of the backfield to Mixon or P. Ryan or, you know, something. Maybe a couple, one of those just quick outs to Jamar Chase or something. No, 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 no. Third and three, Burrow throws a bomb down the middle of the field. He throws it deep down the middle, and it winds up getting tipped and intercepted by Kansas City. What was that? What was the play calling there? On, but horrible. Horrible. I, I just sometimes I, I don't get the play calling in this league. These, these, these coaches all try to outsmart themselves. Second and three, you know, 2020 game, get the damn first down. Run the ball and get the first down. And then on third and three, you're throwing a ball 40 yards, 50 yards down the middle of the field. What was that? Horrible. Horrible. And the Chiefs didn't score off that turnover, but even so, just, just, just horrible. Terrible performance, really. And Joe Burrow played well. He did throw two picks in the game. Threw the one touchdown pass uh, on a great catch by Tay Higgins on fourth down, as a matter of fact. I believe it was that fourth down for the time. I think it was. Remember, the Chiefs scored a touchdown on fourth down on a fourth and one from uh, uh, Mahomes to Kelsey, which uh, which at that point in the game put him up 13-3. to three. And remember, uh, I think it was a fourth and 15, something like that, on the pass to Higgins that uh, tied the game. At uh, third, I guess it was 13-13 at that point. Great catch by Tay Higgins on that. But just some bad officiating, I thought. Anyway, Super Bowl 57 is set to go. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, we'll see. I uh, I think the Chiefs will be, you want my feeling? Chiefs, two-and-a-half point favorites in this game. I have not seen the spread yet. This is just me speculating, but that's what we're going to see. Andy Reid against his old team, the Kelsey brothers, Jason Kelsey, the great center of the Eagles, going against his brother, Travis Kelsey, maybe the greatest of all tight ends in the history of the game. So you're going to have that. Mrs. Kelsey's going to have a hard time deciding who she's rooting for. She'll probably have one of those jerseys split down the middle, one red and one green. Super Bowl 57. And, of course, next week, the off week. Everybody have a great week. All the love.